Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio, North America's only show dedicated to the equipment used to feed, clothe, and fuel the world. And that's hard to believe, right? But if there's any other show like this out there, please let me know. I would love to check it out. Hi, I'm Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from Cat Swamp Road in Hackettstown, New Jersey. And we get together here, and you guys know that, every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern with a re-air Sunday at 6 p.m. And this guy is heard exclusively on Rural Radio, Sirius XM Channel 147. And the following week after it airs here, this episode will be I listed as a podcast, either on my website, farmmachinerydigest.com. Just go to the FMD radio tab and click on there, and you will find all the shows or on most major, if not all major, podcast hosting sites. So I want to thank you for listening, whether you're listening right now on Rural Radio or listening to the podcast afterwards. So it is greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. And hopefully everything is going well with you on your farm or ranch operation. We're getting some much needed rain here in New Jersey, but it's or my section of New Jersey. But it's been cold. It was, uh, I think, 36, 37 the past couple of mornings. And then this morning, I think, was like 42. So a uh, couple of people have some sweet corn in the ground on the plastic. Not here on Cat Swamp Road, though. So that's not happening over here. I never put any crop under plastic. I have never done that. I'm not against it. I just don't have the equipment or the manpower to make that happen, right? So like the old saying goes, you farm with the horses you have, right? And that's what you got to do. And uh, who knows? Uh, I mean, maybe one day I will be putting some, some corn under plastic. But I heard from my uh, agronomist, Ben Hushin, and if you watch... Uh, uh, RFD TV during the day or listen on Rural Radio with the simulcast. I think on Tuesdays or Wednesdays, he's on the Market Day report and he comes on there and he gives a, a Northeast or East Coast uh, view of what's happening in agriculture. And I always, whenever I'm able to catch him, I like to hear his opinion. And he is down in Maryland and I'm in New Jersey and I sent him my soil tests. Uh, I use Midwest Lab, I do their complete test. Sometimes I do the extended tests, uh, the soil health test, but I haven't done that for a couple of years. Which to tell you the truth, I don't really know what it means anyway. So uh, you just look for the colors, right? Green is good, red is no good. But uh, he, he gave me my fertility program, or designed, created my fertility program, so on paper. So now I just have to go down there to Maryland to pick it up. And I traditionally like to use going down to Maryland in my 275-gallon totes to pick up my fertility, my broadcast, and my 2 by 2 in the planter. I don't put anything in furrow. I wish I could, uh, but sweet corn is... You know, people say... Uh, <clears throat> I was listening to somebody on some show the other day on Rural Radio, and they're saying that, you know, that corn, that, uh, that corn is... Uh, I, I don't know. I, didn't, I forgot what term they use, finicky or... Uh, well, let me put it this way. <laughs> it's not even, a, they said it was a princess. It's not a princess. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sweet corn is a prima donna. Let me tell you, you look at her wrong and it's not growing. It's not emerging. It's very, it's got to like, be like Goldilocks. It's 
God can't be too hot, can't be too dry, can't be too cold, what have you. So, uh, But I'd usually like to get a press vehicle, which I always do get press vehicles, and a pickup truck, and then use that as a road test, when I and an actual farmer road test, right? Going, picking up a 275-gallon total liquid fertilizer, bringing it in the field, pumping it off. So that's uh, So I have to reach out and see. I've been negligent as far as arranging that, and I would like to get... excuse me the new ford super duty and hopefully they have one in the press press fleet and check that out because i don't think anybody else has anything new this year other than the ford motor company but it looks like we're going to have a lot of ticks this year on the farm because i have been covered with ticks already and the cats are covered with ticks but i think just yesterday i pulled four or five of them off of me but what are you going to do that is country living right you got to deal with those ticks years ago growing up we didn't have ticks and then somebody had said that it was an experiment and went went awry from uh I think they called it Plum Island out in New York, where they were doing they were doing some kind of biological research, and those ticks got out. But when I was a, when I was a kid growing up here, it was a lot more rural than it is now, and we had no ticks. But they, what are you going to do? But listen, I want you to hold Pat during the short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about catalytic converters and the potential fire damage. Agriculture is constantly changing, so it's great to have a station to turn to each day to keep up on the latest in farming and ranching. Sirius XM's Rural Radio. Each weekday on Ag PhD Radio, we discuss what you need to know to make your crops healthy and profitable. Your money. The Market Day Report. Five hours of news that matters to rural America. The lifeblood of information for farmers and ranchers. Sirius XM's Rural Radio. The agribusiness and western lifestyle channel. Sirius XM 147 and on the SXM app. The necessities of life, food, water, shelter. And your favorite radio hosts, this is Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. And Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. Beck. Join us every week right here for the Ranch It Up radio show. And the Bend radio show. We talk cattle, market, sale barn reports, news. Cooking, lifestyle, outdoors, recreation. And everything in between. And there's a lot in between. Ranch It Up. And the Bend. Rural Radio is your source for the most current commodity news. We bring you the latest market details and talk with a variety of market experts helping you protect your bottom line. With commodities shifting like never before from grain to livestock, your Rural Radio team will keep you informed because you voted RFD-TV as the number one most trusted source on farm market information for producers. We're gathering the news and insights you need to stay ahead of the curve. Rural Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 147, your market authority. Bring Rural America's most important network with you on RFD-TV now. Watch from anywhere, at home, on the farm, even while riding your tractor. Stream agricultural news and weather, commodity market reports, along with traditional country music and entertainment for less than $10 a month. Go to WatchRFDTV.com to subscribe to Rural America's most important network. RFD-TV now. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I got like marbles in my mouth today, probably ball bearings. Right, I'm talking. Uh, when I w- before we went to the break, that last segment, I'm going potential fire. <laughs> well, what I'm talking about today 
And there's no way if you came on late that you could glean what I was talking about there. So uh, I apologize for that. But as I always say, that's what you get with this guy from Cat Swamp Road. This, you know, my uh, my heart is in the right place, but this is not a polished thing here. You know, a drag race farmer car guy over here doing this show. So, uh, and, you know, as a side, that's really what's wonderful about, you know, Rural Radio and Patrick Gotch is that they uh, they want real people, and real people mess up, and so I mess up, probably more than most, but maybe does that make me more real? I don't think it makes me more real. It just makes me more messing up. But anyway, you know, what we're going to talk about today <clears throat> is the potential fire threat that a catalytic converter can cause on the farm and or ranch. And we got to turn the clock back a little bit. And catalytic converters first came out on gasoline vehicles or road, uh, light-duty gasoline vehicles is probably a way for me to say it, for the 1975 model year. And that's what prompted the use of unleaded or the, uh, the use of unleaded gasoline or the production of unleaded gasoline. Because a catalytic converter cannot be exposed to lead. It doesn't, it, what it does is it ruins it. And by ruining it, I mean it makes it ineffective. It takes away uh, the conversion process that takes place with the exhaust interacting with the precious metals that are inside. And that's why the people are stealing. I don't know, in, in a lot of parts of the country, they're stealing catalytic converters. Thieves are stealing them and cutting them off the exhaust. Uh, you know, that's one of the, the pitfalls of having all of these high-quality, high-powered high battery-operated uh, equipment. <clears throat> Somebody could go underneath your truck with a sawzall and very easily cut that catalytic converter off very quickly. So anyway, but we're not going to talk about that theft here. But in essence, for the 1975 model year, the catalytic converter came out in the United States uh needed unleaded gasoline and the purpose of the converter was to scrub the exhaust whenever you see something on the exhaust it's to clean up what you could not clean up in the combustion chamber during the combustion event and then when the when those cars came out the first ones came out and they went into police use what was quickly found was that the police cars at different parts of the country, usually like highway patrol cars or rural cars, rural police forces, local police forces, um, not ones in New York City, if they were parked on the side of the road and because the fall introduction uh, of new cars, so there's leaves coming down, deciduous trees or very dry grass or, or bushes or what have you, then they were sitting there idling that they were actually putting the leaves and the grass on fire underneath them so you say well why is that happening when it didn't happen before with an exhaust with the prior in 1974 right the year before before 1975 that is because for a catalytic converter to work efficiently and scrub the exhaust we'll just leave it at that it operates at around 1000 degrees fahrenheit so it gets that hot and sometimes it'll even get hotter. So if you're pushing the engine very hard, and in this particular instance that, that brought this all to light with the police forces around the country is that the guys in hot pursuit 
all right? And he comes and he stops and he parks on the side of the road to give somebody a ticket. And uh, the car is idling, right? And that is converted 11, 12, 1300 degrees. And if you're in a rural area and you're parked and there's, there's grass there or leaves there, it doesn't take much for you to have it go on fire. And that is why very quickly, shortly, very shortly after, uh, only a month or two into the introduction of the 1975 model year cars and pickup trucks and what have you, is that they started to put heat shields around the catalytic converters. And that heat shield was to cause a, to have an air gap between what would interface or touch any debris or any leaves or grass that was on the ground and not have the full heat of the converter and allow some air flow through there, even though it's the vehicle's not moving, and to dissipate the heat. And that dropped the temperature that it would interface with any vegetation dramatically and the problem of putting starting fires under the under the patrol car the highway patrol car was eliminated now the thing basically is that over time the heat shields are the things that usually rust off and fall off and they rattle before they fall off and then you go to your you either look underneath there or you have a you go to a mechanic or you're the mechanic right and you say ah, that's only the heat shield don't worry about it right you're busting off and forget about it all right so that so now why am i bringing this to light i'm bringing this to light very uh, at this particular point because it's something you need to understand and with the drought that we've experienced in north america the past few years and all of the dry fields and even if it's not dry even if you're in a lot of moisture and very good moisture if you went along the edge of a field then you sprayed some sort of a glyphosate or something uh to kill the weeds there or to keep them down it could be a beautiful you have you have all the water you want this year all right and uh you, you and that that shrubbery those weeds that grass is all dried up and dead that's great kinder for a fire and this time of year, well, the spring, well, probably the whole year, I mean, except the winter, the spring went for planting, the summer with, with crop protection and either foliar feeding or something being done in the field, and then obviously the fall with harvest is that it'd be very you'd be very common to bring a pickup truck or you or somebody comes and sees you in the field, they park there, they they pull off to the side of the road or, or you have a wheat field there after harvest and you're in the wheat field and you're idling this engine and you have this very a thousand degree heat source underneath there which has the potential to be touching some dried up vegetation. So it does not take much given a very given a very dry condition to have that vegetation start to smolder and burn and then start a fire and we know how a wheat field fire or any fire is is just a nightmare and consume and consumes could consume thousands and thousands of acres but i don't want you to lull yourself into a false sense of security we're saying, well, hot rod, I don't care. I farm by five miles from you in, in New Jersey, and we're not raising any wheat here. But then again, <clears throat> like I say, if you pull onto the side of the road and there's, there's a vegetation there that's been killed or mowed, that you have the potential to put that on fire. Now, keep in mind also that a lot of tear, and this is, and, and this now is with the keep, oh, let me back up here for a minute, very, very important. 
most, if not all, tier four diesel applications, specifically on road vehicles, pickup trucks, all right, or light duty trucks, have the same emission package, or basically, they have a catalytic converter that functions in the same manner as a gasoline engine. So for a catalytic converter to be able to function properly on a diesel truck, it needs to get up to around 1,000 degrees or more also. So don't lull yourself into saying, well, he's talking about gas, I got diesel, right? So if you have a tier four diesel and it's catalytic converter equipped, which almost everyone that I know of that's a road vehicle is catalytic converter equipped, the same holds true. Granted, you may have more ground clearance before some of the vegetation could touch the catalytic converter but you still need to be very careful and you need to recognize that that heat shield is on there to try to prevent the fire so if you have an older vehicle and older pickup truck and it's gasoline or diesel and it happens to have a catalytic converter and the heat shield is off of it i'm not saying that you go crazy because you can't even buy the heat shield but you just need a prevention uh, an ounce of prevention is worth not even a ton of cure so you just need to be able to say well i'm not gonna idle this engine you need to be cognizant of what is underneath that truck when you pull into the pull into the field or off the field so if you're on the shoulder and the shoulder of the road is gravel then that is fine there's nothing going to be touching that there's no potential problem there if you're pulling off the shoulder of the road i don't care whether it's an improved or unimproved road to me in, they, in jersey they call it oh it's an improved road that means they paved it unimproved road was what we call the dirt road a lot of places in the country call it gravel road I think it's the other way around. I think a dirt road is the improved road, right? I don't want pavement. But anyway, so you have to be very cognizant. You're pulling into a field. Uh, and a lot of parts of the country, they're going to hopefully, God willing, be doing a, a, a wheat harvest in the next month or two. And you, uh, you're pulling into this wheat field and you, you have the service truck or you have uh, somebody's bringing you lunch or whatever. You're going to see somebody's, your wife is coming, your father, whoever's coming in there, the salesman is coming. We don't want to see him. Okay, get out of here before you put the place on fire. But anyway, uh, you need, so basically I'm making light of it, but you need to be very, very cognizant of what's underneath that vehicle and the emission package that vehicle has. Now also keep in mind, is that the same dynamics of how a catalytic converter functions internally, the need for the heat source, for the heat to be in there, and for it to generate that heat holds holds true for every piece of farm equipment that is equipped with a catalytic converter. It's no different. Granted, if you have a tractor or a combine, it's not near the ground, but keep in mind that if you get a lot of chaff in there, you get a lot of dust in there, you get a lot of dirt in there, whatever will you anything that is combustible and it's actually could be actually worse because you're you're going through the field you're working this engine that catalytic converter is getting very very hot they call it on a diesel a diesel oxidation catalyst doc all right so they have they have the diesel oxidation catalyst and they have the particulate filter and you need to understand that on a diesel tier four light duty heavy duty whatever it is when it goes into a regen it's actually shooting it's putting fuel diesel fuel from the fuel tank i don't care if it's a pickup truck or a combine into that catalytic converter to superheat it 
and then it's sending that heat from the because it's always the doc diesel oxidation catalyst first then the diesel particulate filter if so equipped and the last the last thing in the exhaust if it is equipped is the scr where the def is administered and that's selective catalytic reduction that's the clean oxides of nitrogen but forget about that the thing is that if you let's say you pull off the road and you're going into a regen and you and you're in the middle of a regen or it's doing a regen or a forced regen because you you neglected things in most instances then it's going to take that that's why it brings the engine rpm up to superheat that catalytic converter to get it over a thousand degrees and it shoots diesel fuel in there and then it's going to take that heat from that catalytic from diesel oxidation catalyst they call it basically in essence the same thing just scrubs a different exhaust component than it would on a gasoline engine sends that heat into the diesel particulate filter so now we have the catalyst over a thousand degrees we got the diesel particulate filter and the diesel particulate filter is holding the particulate matter and it's going to superheat it and get it so hot that the particulate matter turns to ash and has the potential to shoot little like a barbecue grill little little uh embers is the proper word i'm looking for out the exhaust so the take home and then on a farm tractor sprayer combine you get chaff in there you get dust in there you get some tumbleweed in there it's so it's so important to keep the engines and everything clean on all your equipment but but specifically on a piece of farm equipment because it does not have the airflow and it's it's and the, the exhaust components the emission control after treatments are always operating at at maximum temperature because the engine is loaded so it is very easy for you to start a fire there we all know about combine fires but the thing is we'll have bearings go bad we have something go bad it gets hot and it starts a fire well that bearing going bad in that header or, or in that feeder house is not going to get 11 12 1300 degrees like that diesel oxidation catalyst is so it's very important for you to keep that clean uh wash it off blow it off what have you but the purpose of this this episode today is to bring to light the idea that your passenger vehicle your pickup truck almost anything that you're going to have that you're going to drive today is going to have a catalytic converter on it that catalytic converter operates at around 1000 degrees fahrenheit i don't know what that is in celsius i'm sorry for the listeners up in canada and has the has more than a potential it has a great potential to start a fire if it is exposed to to dried out vegetation and that vegetation could be dried out because it's a wheat crop being harvested uh it could be because of uh mowing along the side of the road it could be because you sprayed roundup or something to kill the weeds but it is great fodder and it's great kindling to start a fire so just be very careful so what do you do about it shut the engine off well park it on the gravel road or whatever but if you shut the engine off it's yes it's going to be a thousand degrees but it's going to cool off very very quickly and it's going to have much less of a chance for you to start a fire and also be cognizant where you're pulling in that there's a lot of weeds there and there's a lot of dead vegetation there and over here there's two inches of grass because you're molded on the waterway then the two inches of grass or three inch height grass is so far away from that and it's living it's not going to easily catch fire 
Real Ag Radio is Canada's only daily radio show focused on agriculture. Get expert advice on Agronomic Monday. Tuesdays and Wednesdays, we'll cover a broad range of issues. Thursday, we'll hear from farmers across the country on the Farmer Rabbit Fire. And we'll wrap things up Fridays with the Real Ag Issues panel with Kelvin Hepner and Lindsay Smith. Join us Monday through Friday at 4.30 Eastern. And don't forget about the replay at 7 in the morning on Rural Radio 147, Sirius XM. The Cowboy Channel Bar on the historic Fort Worth Stockyards is the country's first bar dedicated 100% to Western sports. Watch your favorite rodeo on one of the 11 televisions from the Texas Swing and the National Finals Rodeo. Cowboy Channel Bar is your ticket to the best drinks and the most iconic rodeos from across the country. Saddle up to the bar seven days a week or head downstairs to the historic speakeasy on the weekend. Located right under the famous Fort Worth Stockyards sign, visit the Cowboy Channel Bar today. Pivot Bio has introduced the most innovative advancement in nitrogen in more than 100 years. Pivot Bio Proven is a microbial product that takes nitrogen from the air and converts it into ammonia and applies it directly to corn plants. Independently tested by six land-grant universities and hundreds of farmer trials, it's the predictable, productive source of nitrogen farmers have been waiting for. Join our growing network of independent sales professionals. Text Pivot Rep to 31313 to learn more. Hi, I'm Capri Cafaro, the host of Eat Your Heartland Out, where we explore the rich yet often overlooked culinary depth of the American Midwest. Together, we'll learn about the foodways of our region. So tune in every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio, Sirius XM 147. Monty James here. Join me as we count down the top five at each event from the World of Pro Rodeo on America's Top 5 Countdown, right here on Rural Radio, Sirius XM 147. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. If you have any questions on this or want to discuss any more, please feel free to reach out to me at Hot Rod Farmer at FarmMachineryDigest.com. And now we're going to bring back Tex Rubinowitz. He's been missing the past couple of weeks because I've been running long, and he's going to meet us in the farm shop. So come on, get in the farm shop, and let's meet Tex there. And me. Hey, everybody, Tex, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate that. So what we're going to talk about today on the Meet Me in the Farm Shop segment is brake pad rattle. Okay, Living on an unimproved, we're back to those unimproved roads. Unimproved road or driving in a field may reveal an annoying and quite loud rattle in a car or truck. It can even sound as if the bumper is falling off. Before you think the worst, perform this simple test. Identify the surface that evokes the rattle and then drive over it with the brake pedal very slightly applied. If the rattle is eliminated or substantially diminished, the problem is with the brake pads in the front caliper. Most, if not all, disc brake systems employ an anti-rattle clip, which is traditionally made from spring steel. If the clip is worn, not installed firmly, or missing, the brake pads will rattle loudly. By lightly applying the brakes, the pad is touching the rotor, and its movement is limited. So over the years, I've fixed a lot of vehicles with a a terrible rattle. You go over, especially like on a washboard road, when you have 
what they call high-frequency, low-amplitude inputs into the suspension. Bang, 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 bang. You would think the car or the pickup truck is falling apart. And all it is, it's amazing how those brake pads can rattle. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And I want you to know that the Hot Rod Farmer is pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher, and my beloved, beloved America. You have a blessed, blessed day. And I'll catch you next week. And please be safe out there and get those planters rolling. Pivot Bio has introduced the most innovative advancement in nitrogen in more than 100 years. Pivot Bio Proven is a microbial product that takes nitrogen from the air and converts it into ammonia and applies it directly to corn plants. Independently tested by six land-grant universities and hundreds of farmer trials, it's the predictable, productive source of nitrogen farmers have been waiting for. Join our growing network of independent sales professionals. Text Pivot Rep to 31313 to learn more. Hi, I'm Ty Morgan, host of U.S. Farm Report. Join me each weekend as we explore the news and issues that matter the most to agriculture. From taking a deep dive into the volatile markets to sharing compelling stories that capture the heart of rural America, as well as custom commentary from John Phipps. We cover it all every weekend right here on Channel 147 on Sirius XM. U.S. Farm Report, a timely, trusted tradition. American farmers and ranchers know that weather can have a big influence on the markets. That's why our weather team at RFD-TV is committed to bringing you accurate agricultural-based forecasts that affects our lands and livestock from coast to coast. You named RFD-TV the most accurate and trusted source for commodities information as it happens, and we can help you prepare ahead for major storms and weather-related events. Join us every morning on the Market Day Report, weekdays starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 Central, right here on RFD-TV. Stay informed with what's going on throughout agriculture with American Ag Today on Rural Radio Channel 147. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, and each weekday, I bring you the latest news, market info, ag tech news, and more with American Ag Today. Weekdays at 6.52 a.m. Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM. Hi, I'm Lauren Linker from Brush, Colorado, and I listen to Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM.